Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Post up five hours soon as the game ends. Of course, before floor, an hour before every game begins. Make sure you subscribe, like, do all that kind of stuff. You'll get all the latest episodes everything that we do there not just the heat but all the other teams as well also five reasons sports.com brady hawk was at the game tonight his latest takeaways are already up we do not have a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network if your company is looking for it you got to go to cpt of south florida they've been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades they specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it if you own a smaller medium business you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs Give TJ a call right now. He's got a promotion. It includes 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. Deal with an owner, not a sales rep. He's a really good dude, too. He was at a couple of our watch parties. Give TJ a call at CPT of South Florida. Again, 954-966-2766-954-966-2766. Or go to the website for all your IT needs, cpt florida Dot com. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. The Miami Heat win tonight in one of sort of the weirder games that you'll see. They beat the Detroit Pistons, avenge a loss from the other night. Tonight's floor plan, I've got Greg Sylvander with me. Uh, No Alex or Brady tonight. Brady was at the game. Alex will be back with us later in the week. But essentially, the Miami Heat were trailing for almost all of this game. They pulled a little bit closer at the end of the third quarter, thanks mostly to Kyle Lowry, uh, but also to Max Struess and to Udonis Haslam, who had to fill in, and that's one of the storylines of tonight is that Dwayne Dedman went out early in this game with a non-contact knee injury. And I don't know. I mean, it didn't look great. They ruled him out as soon as it happened. He went back to the locker room and he's had some issues with that leg before three years ago. We know that those non-contact injuries can sometimes be worse than the contact injury. So we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. But because of that, Omer Yurtsevin, I had to play heavier minutes and Udonis Haslam, and this always makes me wonder, I always ask the same question, Greg, why was Udonis not getting spot minutes last year? Uh, he had a big third quarter. He had the closing rebound. And we have to mention, in addition to the way Struess played, Tyler Hero at the end of the game, you know, we talk about having guts, okay? 
Tyler has that, particularly at home. We've seen him do this kind of thing before. He takes a tough fall away in traffic, makes it, and then has a closeout on the other end to finish off the Pistons with Udonis getting that rebound. I know, and we're looking at it on this chat. It's interesting because we have this internal chat, Greg. And, you know, there are a couple of people, eh, that's a good non-loss. I think that's a good win. And, and I understand that Detroit, as bad as they are, was undermanned, but they had an outlier shooting night. And sometimes, sometimes, and we've seen this even with the Heat, sometimes when you don't have your core players, you're better off. You have guys who, who, who sort of expand their roles for a night. They can't do it every night. But Trey Lyles was a first-round pick. I mean, he has bounced around the NBA. He's never had a game like tonight, but he was a first-round pick for a reason. And Frank Jackson was another guy. He was picked just out of the first round. And, and they had some guys, Sadiq Bay, who I think we both like, uh, and I, I know the Heat liked. Those guys all had, like, career nights against Miami, and Miami won with a ragtag group with basically, again, Hero, Struess, Lowry, Vincent to some degree and Haslam with Yurtsevin. That is not how it was diagrammed when the season started. No, I mean, like, I hope they that the Pistons are not on the heat schedule for a very long time. <laughs> Do we all realize that this is the worst three point shooting team on the face of the NBA landscape? And they shot 45% on 40 attempts against the heat tonight. There's something about them playing the heat where they, um, they're sharp and I, I don't understand that. So uh hat tip to the Detroit Pistons and you're right. Like Trey Lyles and Corey Joseph, those guys in particular, those veterans that are kind of like fringe rotation players, kind of spot starter types when they know they're going into a game playing 37 to 42 minutes, they lick their chops because they feel like, okay, I'm getting the usage that I always feel I deserved. Uh, and so, so we know that this team was going to give them problems, but I think you hit on a lot of the things that are really encouraging on uh, the Deadman injury is not encouraging. Uh, I was encouraged by, uh, Yurtsevin's minutes, obviously UD stepped up. KZ is playing better and better. So I feel like that they do have some options there, but it's getting thin and it's going to be interesting to see how Spo handles that go forward. Uh, Kyle had some Timmy Hardaway reminiscent moments where he just controlled the tempo late in that game, got buckets when he had to get buckets. Um, Max is playing out of his mind. He had a, a corner three. We're talking about great shots. Tyler had a great one, obviously, there at the end. But Max had one in the corner that was unbelievable as well. So it's good to it's it's good to see those guys um, play so well. And, I, and and these are the two things that stick to my gut as we talk about this game. And you mentioned guts check. One is Duncan Robinson got shelved. He was 0 of mm. 6, 0 of 5 mm. from 3. And I, I'm almost, I hate to be an overreactor, but uh, I'm out on Duncan. I think that they should start exploring what it looks like to not have him um in the rotation and they won't ever shelve him from the rotation, but I think they should explore a trade for him and cut bait. That's my particular hot take of the night. And the second one is this, here's my other hot take and I'm not saving them tonight because we're being efficient. I think going forward, if Dwayne Dedman can't play, keep Yurtsevin in the bench role and let mm -hmm. UD start and get his 11 to 12 minutes, but let him be the starting center for your Miami heat in 2022. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting this kind of pod tonight. Well, all right. Let, let me start with the first one. Um, I'm not out on Duncan completely. And, and here's why I, I want to see again, what Duncan looks like around the players he's supposed to be complimenting. I, I, I feel like what we have established 
during this stretch with Duncan is that you cannot consistently count on him to elevate his level of play. He did the other night. He has occasionally, but then he also has games like this where he misses some shots early and then becomes unplayable. So, but I, I don't feel like he's the kind of guy who can elevate in the wake of what we're dealing with right now. Like he, he can't like when the, when the waters get rough, it's not a Duncan game. It just, it just doesn't seem like it fits him. Now, with that being said, okay, it does appear it fixed Max Struess. And, and I think that is what we've seen here during this stretch. And, and I'm, I'm not even going to get into the three-point shooting with Struess, although he is the only one who comes off flying hot. Even Hero usually takes a couple of shots to get going. But Max comes off, and he has his range. He had, he had a little bit of a bad stretch tonight, but he's averaging 25 points over his last four games, okay? Like, this is sustained. I mean, four, it's a four-game stretch. He's averaging 25, and he's doing it on reasonably good efficiency. And he's also finishing in traffic, and he's also competing defensively, okay? And he's playmaking at times. So I think what we have seen with the Struess and Duncan thing is that in this kind of circumstance, okay, this is like summer league for Struess. Like, this is what we saw in summer league That's for Struess. Yep. You can put the ball in his hands, and he can carry you for a period of time. He's more multidimensional. He doesn't get in his own head as much, it seems, okay? But I do want to see what Duncan looks like with the core around him. And we just, we're not going to see that for a while. So will they explore a trade? I mean, I think they'll explore anything. And he's the contract that is movable. But I also think other teams are going to see this and say, you know, it's, it's not just the heat. I mean, they're going to see this and say, okay, Duncan can't be, you know, the kind of guy who carries you for any period of time. You have to have a good team around him. And right now Miami doesn't have those horses. That's the first thing. Now, second. I'm the biggest UD fan on the planet, personally and professionally. I mean, I covered his first summer league game with the Heat. People who know me know what I think of UD and what UD has meant to my life, okay? Not just, uh, you know, as a basketball player. Uh, I don't know that I would start him. I, 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 and and here, here's why. I do think that it's almost criminal that Spolster didn't play him last year. I don't understand the rationale. I mean, the minutes against Dwight Howard were fun, but, like, I'm remembering back to last year there were times that they needed a big and they didn't use him. And I, I can't really grasp the reason for that because he still provides functional energetic minutes and he knows how to play. We've talked about this before. He's going to box out. He's going to set a screen. He's going to get the ball to the right guy. And today he wanted the face up jumper. Okay. He was looking for it, but I, I don't know that I would start him because I still feel like he's best in these spurt situations. Like I, I feel like you capture lightning in a bottle with him for a period of time. I do right think at the start of the game. That's well, I, I, I don't know about that. I see. <laughs> I think I would let Omer if, if, uh, if Deadman is going to be out and we all hope he's not, but I, that didn't look promising to me, but also it's possible with Tucker coming back. They may be able if when he comes back, they That's may be true. able to play a little bit differently up front, but I would go with Omer to kind of give him confidence. That's Let him point. start the game at the beginning. He gives you a bigger body uh, at the very beginning of the game. He is going to grab some rebounds. We know that the ball kind of finds him and then use Udonis. But I might close with Udonis. I, I, I think what we saw tonight, I would be more willing to close with him than start him. And I think Spolster would either. But look, both of your hot takes are going to get attention. I, I think that there are Heat fans who would certainly agree with the first one. Um, I mean, I, but I also want to say this to Heat fans, okay? You win tonight, you come back, Hero makes plays, Struess makes plays. I thought Lowry was terrific tonight, yes. okay? You get all of that stuff. You get minutes from Hazem, you get minutes from Yuri. And literally the first comment 
under my, you know, uh, you know, the, my heat win tweet. Okay. My end of game tweet is $90 million. I, I do think there's, there's a little bit too much over-focus on this. And, and I, I know you're usually the positive guy. They're third I, in the Eastern conference. They're right, two and I, a half games out of the one seed. Right. They're 20 and 13. I mean, and they're literally starting like Kyle Lowry. They're playing Kyle Lowry, Tyler hero and Sioux falls. I mean, I, this is what it is right now. And so, and Eric is juggling and he's trying to find what's going to work. I, I just, I don't want to focus as much on Duncan. I, I will say, I understand your take, but I want to see what he looks like with Jimmy and Bam. I, I no, just, you're, do. you're being much more measured than I am. So I credit to you that you're bringing me back. Well, I, to I Earth. get the frustration because people are looking at it. And they're like, okay, is he going to step up? But it, it just seems like it's either he really is, or he really isn't. You, yeah. There is no in-between game with him. And I think what we have seen is Spolster has basically decided there are certain games where he's just out on him. Like it's, it's not working. And that's what's and shell shocking me. That's what shell right. shocks me, Ethan, is that like to see Spo start to flinch a little bit, like that's where I'm starting to feel like, okay, is this something that's not irreversible? It's like irreversible, you know? But he has, but here's the thing about Eric that I, one of the things that I think he does well, is he does uh, sometimes he's been accused of not being the best communicator with his team. And it's hard for me to gauge now because I'm not in the locker room and I'm not talking to guys on a daily basis, but this was a criticism of him from heat players during the big three era. But I do think he does get a sense of his team by talking to his leaders. And I, I don't think he's going to leave a guy out there who other teammates are not trusting at that point, because then that kills morale for the whole room. And the sense I get, maybe there's not so much that Spolster is out on him, and not that the team's out on him, but that look, they're scrapping and clawing right now, right? And if you got a guy who's 0 for 6 on open threes at the beginning of the game and you're losing to Detroit because they're making three quarters of their threes where they're the worst shooting yeah. team in the planet. No margin for error. Right. It's just, okay, we're out on that. And Max does provide a different kind of energy than Duncan. It's just even... Even his persona. I mean, Duncan is kind of a little bit aw shucks. You know, he's kind of a little bit laid back. I mean, Max, he's he he just. I mean, physically, he just looks stronger than Duncan. Um, he's built differently. Plays to I, the even, crowd differently. Plays to the crowd, even facially. He's just, you know, he's got, you know, he's he's got the beard. It's just he. It feels more like um, Max provides that energy, whereas when Duncan is not making shots, he doesn't provide that. And in a night like tonight, you can't afford that because the one thing that you were going to get from the guys on the other side, particularly those who don't get to play regularly, was energy. And you had to match energy. I, I do think, and I want to get to this after the break, because I don't want to overlook, and we're going to talk Tyler, but I don't want to overlook Kyle tonight because I, I, I was hard on Kyle for a period of time this season. I think he's been terrific the past couple of weeks. I, he just, he has, he has had a complete sense of when to go and when not to go and he's feeding confidence to his teammates right now. And I, I think he's been terrific. All right, I want to tell you about a couple sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We always tell you about this one. It's prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. This is where you play daily fantasy, NBA, NFL, NHL, whenever they come back. You can pair players from different sports, two, three, four, five players together. Flex play. If you want to go halfway in power play, if you want a chance to win more money, it's a great daily fantasy platform. And they are the official fantasy sponsor of the five reasons sports network. We also want to mention where you can go to get 
your CBD. That is therapistpreferred.com. Get the gummies, get the tincture. They have all of it on the website there that helps with recovery. It helps with sleep. They, of course, I got the strawberry lemonade gummies, which are my favorite. For that one, use the code 5RSN at therapistpreferred.com. All right. Um, let's address two people here uh, quickly, and then because I want to talk Deadman. Uh, Kyle, uh, again, I I'm not going to go as far as saying he's Chris Paul like lately. I mean, that, that's another level, but he is making guys better who we didn't anticipate he would make better. Right. Like we, we knew the bam thing. Yes. The Jimmy comfort level. Yes. I mean, but let, let, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> he, he's playing with the Sioux Falls group. I mean, yeah. right now. And, and, and now you're starting to wonder like in Toronto, like, how much did he have to do with the development of Fred Van Vliet, who he developed a relationship with? But how much did he have to do with the development of OG Ananobi, who, you know, was injured in college, really good prospect, but didn't really have much of an offensive game, and, and he's flourished. How much did he have to do with the development of Pascal Siakam, who was not a guy who was projected to really be much in the NBA, was a project player? Like, now you're starting to see, like, what it is that Raptors fans were talking about. Um, and... There was a stretch there with Jimmy and Bam. Like, I felt he was deferring too much. I, even though he's not scoring 25, like, I don't feel like he's deferring, right? Not I, at all. It feels like he's reading the game correctly. Yeah, no, to say he's keeping them organized is to not give him enough credit. I don't know that I have something with more explanatory power, but that's what he's doing right now. And in December, like if you even look at his shooting, his three-point shootings up to 35% on seven and a half attempts, 16 points, nine, over nine assists a game in the month of December. Uh, you know, so essentially he's stepped up his play when they've needed him most. Tonight, particularly down the stretch, there were those moments where they just needed to get buckets. Like they were down five at some point uh, and it looked weird. Um, and then they just chipped away at it. And Kyle was big that the charges like that's becoming a, a momentum shifting initiative. And I know that that's something that's been talked about. It's a longstanding traditional heat thing, but particularly on this team and the way that Kyle spearheads that um, you're seeing Gabe, get them now, Max, get them now. Like, so I think that it's really good. Uh, he 100% is rounding into form. And now it's like, you talk about wanting to see Duncan with his guys. Um, I'm anxious also to see Kyle play with, you know, Jimmy, cause uh, hopefully Jimmy will be back soon. Well, we don't know. I <laughs> People were asking me that on the Twitter spaces, and I can't seem to get a lot of answers there. Uh, the other one that's weird is Morris. I know Jimmy was on the bench tonight. I, I will say this. Jimmy, Jimmy is the most um, restrained of the celebrators on the bench. I, it's not a white side thing. So I don't, I'm not trying to create a controversy here. It's not like Rahsaan wasn't happy for his teammates. It's appeared. But it's like even when the hero shot was made, it was like Jimmy gave like a golf clap today. It was kind yeah. of kind of P odd. PJ takes the lead on that stuff, right? Well, PJ, I said today, I, PJ, it's more his wardrobe at this point. I mean, he dressed up as the Grinch. Then it was a fruit fruit striped gum, and today it was a teenage mutant ninja turtle. I, I don't know what I mean. He was wearing that vest uh, that you that you wear in the cold, like in Long Island. I remember those growing up. It was like lime green. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy's pretty reserved over there. I mean, he from what I've heard. He's reasonably close, but I, I wouldn't bet on him playing Sunday. And Morris, the Morris thing is getting stranger and stranger. I'll just say that. Uh, you and I both thought he might be back a couple weeks ago. He again, Brady was capturing him on the court today, uh, taking video of him, and he looks fine. He's moving fine. 
he's doing it out in front of everybody. Typically when the heat want to hide somebody, they stay up on the practice court and then come down. He's been doing it on the court. In fact, Spolstra, when I think it was Ira asked him about Morris like two weeks ago, he said, well, you weren't supposed to see that, but yet Morris keeps working out on the court, but he's not cleared. And then it's never been harder to, to get him to get injury information. Well, I will say this. It's impossible. It's difficult to begin with, with this organization, but, and you know, you and I are both able to typically do it when not talking to players, but it's easier when you can talk to players. And I haven't been able to talk to a player, you know, in, in a locker room scenario in almost more than two years. I mean, it's so that that makes it more challenging. It allows them to hide things longer. And now we're probably going to be dealing with the same thing with Deadman. So let's pivot to that because we don't know when Morris is coming back. We don't know when Butler is coming back. We don't know when Tucker is coming back, right? We know Bam's rough estimate here, but you and I both thought it was going to be a little bit longer than maybe was initially reported. Um, and then Oladipo has been the big mystery from the very beginning. They seem to be more forthcoming about Oladipo, like he's traveling with the team this week. I mean, it's just than, than they are with some of the others. But now the Deadman thing. One of my concerns about um, all these minutes that guys are playing that they're not accustomed to is that there would be some freak injuries. It's difficult to attribute it directly. You don't know. I mean, he could get hurt in any circumstance, but I expected there to be something with one of these guys. Okay. You already had Tucker playing more minutes than you hoped for. You've got Lowry playing more minutes. Kyle's been relatively healthy. PJ goes out with something with the leg problem. And now you've got Deadman, okay? And all I can speak to is myself is the worst weekend athlete ever, but I blew out my ACL when I was tired, okay? I was playing basketball like 2021 with a couple, playing 21 at age 21 with a couple of guys who were taller than me. And we were playing for like an hour and 15 minutes and they were kicking my ass and I was tired and I just, I turned my knee the wrong way. He's been playing a lot of minutes, okay? a lot more than was anticipated. This is a guy who maybe he wasn't on his couch, but he wasn't playing for a year. He was rehabbing. He was, and that's not their fault. Like, I mean, they don't, they're out of bodies. <laughs> he had to, but I don't, I don't, I kind of expected something like this to happen. And I don't have a great feeling about it. I'll just say non-contact yeah. contact injuries are always worrisome. No, I'm with you there. Uh, I don't think it's good. And this is the thing that I think will be interesting to watch for the, for them go forward. I almost think as long as somebody that was not playing tonight comes back soon, it doesn't matter what position they play. They just literally right. need one of those bodies to be available. They're not going to do anything. Like I know that the first, it, like let's say Deadman's out for any extended period. The first thing that Heat fans are going to ask are is they have to sign somebody, right? There's no way right. they can make it through the stretch. I, I don't think that they're going to go into the luxury tax to make it through the stretch. They're going to play UD. Yurtsevin's going to get minutes. Um, they're going to hope for a guy to, um, you know, maybe uh, Zylan will get the opportunity, mm. if that's how I pronounced his name correctly. Uh, he was behind the bench, which was weird in his active uniform, but yet behind the bench tonight. Um, and Caleb was on the bench. Another weird thing. Um, yeah. So I, I just think as long as one of those guys gets back, they're not going to address Deadman externally. It's going to be about getting one of those guys internally back into the rotation. And it's just a great opportunity for Omer to get uh, extended uh, run right now. Yeah, I think with just about everybody with this Heat team, we're at the stage, like you said, that it's like, can they just get one guy back to sort of broaden the rotation? And two, 
can the guy who's out not be out for the season? Like that, that's, that's really like, that's the bar at this stage, right? Like it, it, it's, it's not like no injuries, you know, that there's not going to be no injuries, you know, there's not going to be no COVID. I mean, with all these double negatives here, I'm sorry, but like, you know, that like, it's just a question of, can you get one guy back for the next game to just give Eric a little bit more to work with? It's like adding to your bullpen, right? Like you got four relievers out. Can you get one guy who can potentially close, right? That's where you're at. It's just, and he's just, throwing the pieces together and you're right. It almost doesn't matter the position in part because they're not playing great teams in this stretch. So it's like, I, I feel like if you give like Eric nine usable players, eight to nine usable players in a game, regardless of position, he'll figure out a way to get them to the finish line. Okay. As long as they shoot the ball reasonably well. Okay. And they didn't even shoot it that well tonight, but you're right. And, and, and th- I would expect Caleb to be back on Sunday. So that will give them one more. It seems like he's the closest. The fact that he's on the bench, was in the next round of protocols, according to Ira, um, which you know I'm assuming was checked with the team first, that he will probably be back on Sunday, and maybe he replaces Deadman, and then, like you said, Yurtsevin has to step up, and then Haslam does, but Caleb maybe moves into a backup four spot. Like, that's kind of what you're looking at against a team like Orlando. I got one more thing to get to with Greg, then we're going to go, but I want to mention, we have a new sponsor here, City Cigar Lounge. They're in downtown Miami. They've got 350 plus scotches, bourbons, whiskeys, tequila, 50 plus premium cigars, 50 plus brands of premium cigar. Okay. And all the different varieties. And they've got great, it's just a great setting. They've got comfortable leather chairs. They've got a great food menu. They've got happy hour and game specials. And one of the reasons we're mentioning city cigar lounge is we're going to get some people together. It's not an official watch party on Monday night for dolphin saints. Obviously with COVID, we're not even trying to bring 50 people out there, but we're going to hang out a little bit, watch the game, be safe. So come check the place out. It's right down the street from the arena. It's at City Cigar Lounge in Miami. I'll let you close here. Um, Tyler Hero, you have it or you don't, right? You have it or you don't. Like whatever flaws a a player may have, if he has that thing, right, where he wants to take that shot in that situation, he is a player that you don't want to part with, right? Yeah. No, I I mean – I just am more and more impressed. Like Tyler had that little moment where he came back and he, and he looked a little rusty and he had been out with some sort of non COVID illness or whatever. Other than that, he's just been absolutely unbelievable to watch. Um, I'm all in on Tyler hero um, as a player that they can just continue to uh, watch grow. I mean, like just seeing the way that he plays um, particularly in the big moments, like it's almost, I hate to compare him to this dude. Cause I'm not a huge fan of him, but it's almost like a little bit of that Reggie Miller stuff where you just yeah. like, he yeah. looks for those moments and, um, and he hits some impossible looking shots. So I just can't speak enough at how in, in sometimes limited minutes, like he is just putting up elite offense and it's just, he's continued to look sharp. And I think that's really a huge takeaway is that Tyler has not been up and down. He did have that, you know, brief hiccup where I think it was more uh, how he felt, but he has been rock solid, consistent, and just awesome. I'm, I'm all in on Tyler hero. He's enjoying himself too. You can see it. Um, You can, you can see it at the end. And here's the other thing. It's a subtle thing. He's interacting with fans on social media in a positive way. Like he gave away two tickets today. And that is usually indicative about of how a player feels about himself. Okay. Tyler really didn't do that stuff last year. It it felt like to a certain degree, he was in his own head. There were the trade rumors. There was, you know, some lack of confidence from the team and from teammates. 
Uh, there were a lot of questions about his dedication and all of that stuff. All of that has been erased to his credit. And but it just seems like he's enjoying himself. He's having fun. It's whether he's at the Sports Illustrated Awards and I saw him out there interacting with people or on social media like he's embracing this whole thing. He kind of knows who he is now and where he's going. I felt like last year he wasn't quite sure. We are seeing the blossoming of a potential. I mean, I don't want to use the word superstar yet because superstars have to be at that level where they do everything. But we are seeing the blossoming of an elite offensive player. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that, I don't know, he's been, to me, of all the stories of this Heat season, we can talk about Struess and Vincent and Martin and what they've provided and what Deadman's giving them. You know, obviously, Jimmy and Bam is, hasn't worked out the way people had hoped or Kyle Lowry coming in. Kyle, uh, Tyler Hero is the story of the Heat season so far. I, he just absolutely is. Because without him, there is no way they've survived this stretch that they've, they've been able to survive. It's just he, he deserves credit. I, I think enormous credit. All right. Thanks to our sponsors, City Cigar Lounge. Of course, check that place out on Monday night. We're going to watch Dolphins Saints, see if the Dolphins continue their winning streak. I'm not being blamed if they lose. CPT-Florida.com. Get your IT needs served there. Of course, prizepix.com. Use the code 5therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.